Hi, dear listener. Zach here. I'm proud of the work we did on Call of Discovery and Keyforge Public Radio, and last year I took my love of podcasts full-time with my company, Rooster High Productions. If you know someone with a business who wants to broadcast their expertise through podcasts and derived social media marketing, send them my way to Zach at RoosterHigh.com. Thank you so much. Hello and welcome to Call of Discovery, the podcast where we invite you to join us for a weekly or fortnightly celebration of all things Keyforge, its community, and the excitement of discovery. I am still your host, Ed Pocock, and today we have a very special episode, and actually an episode that probably reflects the theme of this podcast better than any other episode that we've previously done. So today we are joining Prohibition era Keyforge and we've got our hands on a couple of decks, a couple of Worlds Collide decks and oh my goodness, doesn't Keyforge look good in purple? These are courtesy of the incredible Rachel Trimble who brought these all the way back from the United States with her. And with these decks, we are going to be doing the best we can to traverse the uncharted waters of Discovery, as is in this podcast's very name, as we discover Keyforge Worlds Collide together. I am super excited to get these open and see what's inside. I've been completely avoiding spoilers for Worlds Collide for months now, and it's been a real challenge to keep active in the community, but also avoid everything Worlds Collide related that's going on. I haven't been completely successful in this. I think I've caught I've caught the mechanics, I've caught a few of the card names, I've caught some of the general themes, but as for the individual cards themselves, I'm really looking forward to exploring these and discovering these organically. This episode is all about inviting you guys to discover these things with me. So whether you are someone that like spoilers that has learnt the entire card pool already. I hope that you will find a renewed sense of discovery by listening to this podcast. Um, I will be going through this deck and sharing my initial thoughts on each of these cards as they come up and as I get excited about them. This will not be a perfect and comprehensive analysis of these cards. If you're someone that hasn't looked at spoilers then great because you are in the same boat as me and I hope you can enjoy sharing that discovery with me if you're listening to this in five years time and you are just discovering worlds collide for the first time I hope that this episode is just as relevant to you but without without further ado I'm just excited to get this pack open and look at this we've got these amazing side seal packs now um, we haven't seen these in the UK yet, I don't think. So I'm very, very excited by this. And as you can hear, I'm having a bit of trouble kind of getting into the getting into the pack. Maybe that's the first test of Worlds Collide. Okay. So we have all of the houses here are the older houses. But it's if this was a Kota set, this would be a very, very nice lineup. We have a Shadows 
a diss and an untamed lineup. I think the Archon design here is new. It's a very cool design. It's holding a staff. It's, and the, oh goodness, how am I going to pronounce this? Jungvar Darkpoint King is the name of the deck. Okay, so let's let's jump in. Okay, finally into the deck. Right. First of all, we have the Untamed setup, and it is our friend Fuzzy Gruen. Everybody likes a Fuzzy Gruen in the deck. There can be a few anti synergies there, but hopefully there are none here. We have a Fog Bank. Uh, we've seen this one before. This has been uh, very much so, I believe, in Kota. But it's a useful card. Your opponent cannot use creatures to fight on their next turn. And a Flaxia as well. So we're getting a lot of the traditional cards here, but a lot of cards that actually allow a bit of that racing. Okay, and we've got three copies of the next card, and this is a new card to Worlds Collide. This is Unnatural Selection. It's an action card. It has an amber pip, and oh my, isn't the art wonderful? I don't think we've seen these creatures before. It looks like a badger, but with lots of kind of red hair, and there's one rolling on its back in the background. These are super cute. So amazing art there by Tomek Larrick. It is Play Effect. Choose three friendly creatures and three enemy creatures. Destroy each other creature. Wow. Okay. So instantly, this deck is, uh, with three copies of this, probably not going to play so well, maybe against some of those decks with less creatures that aren't dependent on creatures. But oh my, some of those AOA decks where they are very much dependent on board control... This could have a big impact on those. And you do get an amber pip on it. So if you have only got three creatures there, it's not a complete waste. Okay, we have a Rust Nora as well. Always a very useful card to have in your deck, I think. A uh, bit of artifact control. It goes under the radar sometimes as well. And another new card. This is Molfin. It is a creature, three power, beast traded. And it has hazardous three. After amber is stolen from you. Deal one damage to each enemy creature for each amber stolen. Interesting. So this is the beginning of them punishing shadows and punishing some of those other cards that, that steal. So I'm imagining, I'm just thinking first thoughts on this one. If if you had too much to protect and someone stole six from you or interdimensional graft, this is really going to punish those things and say, well, you can't use that without an effect back back at you and what an amazing art as well I, I think i'm going to keep on saying this very much in the color palette of untamed here um you have a creature bursting through the ground and um some hooded figure on a horse running away at great speed um but the ground is really cracking before them wow molfin ah here's the next one it's a key charge all three sets have had a key charge i'm not surprised it's been a very uh, universally useful card and the scourge of, of many, many Keyforge players. Harmonia. This is a two-power creature. It is human and witch-traded. We have got another untamed witch. It's elusive. 
after you play a creature. If there are more enemy creatures than friendly creatures, gain one amber. So again, punishing some of those big boards in Untamed. I'm not sure how many creatures we've got in this deck yet, but that would probably synergize well then if this isn't a creature-heavy deck. And maybe there's a way of, of dealing with that. We've had a lot of amber pips so far as well. So getting a certain sense of rush here. Ghost Hawk is our next one. And look at that art. Goodness. The art is a, it's almost like a phoenix rising, but it is beast traded. It's a creature, it's two power. So maybe out of those larger untamed creatures that we saw in the Age of Ascension set, which uh, could gain lots and lots of power and almost rival Brobnar for size. It's deploy traded, so we've still got the deploy mechanic in Worlds Collide. Very interesting. Play ability you may reap with each neighboring creature one at a time. Okay, so neighboring creatures is the creature either side of this ghost talk. So if we've played our three unnatural selections, then we still probably got those three creatures there. So that, that synergizes quite well. The deploy works well as well, makes this probably more powerful than it would be otherwise. How often are you going to have three creatures in a row? Probably quite often in most decks. So this one I can see, hmm, I think this is one we have to play with to find out how powerful this is, but a great card nonetheless and common too. I think we're probably gonna be seeing quite a lot of this one. Oh wow, look at this, action, cauldron boil. So there's a, clearly a witch on this and there's some flavor text here. A dash of toil, two pinches of trouble, one chicken. Great. So I believe that quote originally came from Macbeth or the Scottish play. And I believe that's the chicken from a Mars card in a previous set as well, if I'm right. It has an amber pip and it's a play effect. Deal damage to each creature equal to the amount of damage on that creature. Okay, so if you've got a creature-heavy deck, maybe you've got some big, bulky creatures, this could be effectively a board wipe. It's probably going to kill that creature that you've got there. Um, but alternatively, I suppose this could be used, if something's got two damage, to board wipe a lot of other witches or smaller creatures that you maybe want to get rid of. Professor Stutterkin, stuff like that. The stuff that you don't want hanging around on a board for very long. Okay, so that's it for our Untamed lineup for now. And what a fascinating lineup. We have a few very, uh, very familiar cards looking at us in the Shadows lineup here as well. The first of which is Long Fused Mines. This is an artifact that was definitely in Call of the Archons. I'm not sure if it was in Age of Ascension. I don't believe it was. It has an Amber Pip and it's, it's a bit of removal. It's useful and it's versatile. Our next one is Special Delivery. This again is, an, is another, another Call of the Archons artifact, another bit of, bit of creature damage on there. And another Amber Pip as well. We're getting a lot of Amber Pips in this deck so far. Umbra, the next one. Again, we're very familiar with this card. And here is a new one, Trust No One. It is a Shadows action. So the art on this is absolutely incredible. It looks like, is that 
yes, it's. I think it's a. It must be a Saurian creature. It's a dragon-like creature, and um, there is a shadows elf, a Sfar elf, in their invisibility cloak or coming out of their invisibility cloak, and they are picking the pocket of this Saurian who is carrying what looks like some gold eggs in a kangaroo pouch. Very interesting. Or is it a dragon? It could be a dragon. Hmm. So it's got a play effect. Steal one if there are no friendly creatures in play. Instead, steal one amber for each house represented among enemy creatures to a maximum of three. Okay. First thoughts are steal's always good. It affects the delta. Um, second thoughts are this is a pretty versatile card because if you've got one or two creatures in play, you still get to steal one. Um, if you, your opponent um, has has built up a big board, uh, then you can maybe steal more than one. So in that sense, it's really good, but maybe not quite where Relentless Whispers was in Call of the Archons or where Nerve Blast has been in both Call of the Archons and Age of Ascension because you don't get that damage in addition to the steel effect. Interesting. I think this is going to be very deck dependent to be whether it's a strong card or not. So our next card is Simon, spelt with a Y. Um, it is Elf and Thief Traded. And what's going on here? Goodness. It looks like a elf, a Sfar elf, has gone in disguise as maybe a Martian. No, it doesn't look like a Martian. Possibly one of the Star Alliance. Um, and is, is looking in the mirror at their disguise and saying, is this a good disguise? Can I get away with this? Um, oh, I like this very, very much. And the same art as the previous card. This is Jesse Surso. And I, I, I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but... Jesse, great art, great art. And I, I don't think I've seen their art in, in the previous couple of sets. So Keyforge branching out with more artists here. This is a one power creature. It is skirmish, fight. Put the creature Simon fights on the top of its owner's deck. Wow. Okay, so, so a little bit of Mars going on here. We've lost Mars, of course, in Worlds Collide. They have rotated out, but Mars is known for those cards like Collector Worm, like the Zookeeper, that take your opponent's creatures and they put them in archives. So this is something slightly different, maybe not quite as powerful as that, but maybe in another sense, even more powerful. Because if constantly you're able to keep Simon on the field and then prevent your opponent from drawing through their deck, they're having to draw the same card over and over again, that could be a really powerful and interesting effect so long as that creature doesn't have play effects in its own right. I like this card a lot. Wow. Oh my gosh, the next one. What a moody piece. This is Kaimor Eclipse. It is an action, and we have a, a view of a far city here. It looks like a marketplace. It's deserted. Maybe it's been ransacked. There is a tiny bit of light coming through the sky, but apart from that, it is that murky blue that you expect from shadows. So it's got some flavor text here as well. Eclipse, Kaimor Gang Code for Enforcers are Coming. Okay, so we have another gang. This is different from the Yancey gang. Uh, interesting. I wonder if we'll be seeing these in future Keyforge sets. 
as a play effect and it says shuffle each flank creature into its owner's deck. Interesting. So shadows here may be getting a theme of shuffling cards or pulling cards back into, into their opponent's deck in Worlds Collide. In addition to the steel theme, that's not a theme we've had with shadows in the past. So, okay. Very, very interesting indeed. On to the next one. We have Jay Vinder. Wow, this is funny. I used to work with a guy called Jay Vinder. Is this a prank? This is crazy. It is Elf and Thief traded. It has two power. It's elusive. Of course it's elusive. It's a Shadows creature. And it has a Reap effect. Deal one damage to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, steal one. Very nice, very nice. So this is very much bread and butter shadows, isn't it? It's that elusive creatures, that reap effect. Um, you get the amber anyway. Um, but the steel maybe being slightly more conditional there than it would have been on previous sets. Maybe a bit of rebalancing what shadows roll in Keyforge going on there. Oh my goodness, look at this flavor text. You mess with my sister, you mess with me. I like it, I like it. And uh, and Jay Vinder is, is uh, you probably wouldn't want to mess with Jay Vinder looking at this picture, goodness. Jay Vinder's got a gun. I, I don't think, is, is that a gun? It looks like a gun. And I don't think we've seen many guns in Keyforge yet. So, so this could be a first. Um, the color scheme on this is super, super cool. And it's, a, it's an action pose. Really looking forward to getting some game time in with that one. And next we have Double, Double Inky Gloom. Interesting. This is an action card. Um, the art on this one is absolutely great. It looks like another Saurian being uh, swallowed up by some sort of inky gloom coming out of a, a shadow's device, something the Svar elves have built and are probably looking on laughing. So this is an action. Playability, your opponent cannot use creatures to reap on their next turn. This is again punishing some of those large AOA boards where you want to you want to reap. It also punishes anything with a reap effect um, going on. Do I want to have two of these in a deck? I'm not sure. I think it depends what that deck does. Ultimately, it takes up a hand card slot um, to play and... It can only do one thing, but it's nice having this as an action, I think, maybe rather than an artifact, so you can get the ability immediately. Although, if it's an artifact, you can kind of, you don't have the problem of it gumming up your hand so much. Okay, interesting. So another one I think we're going to have to play to find out about. Hit and run. Oh, wow. What a very Shadows theme. And it looks like a Svar Elf is falling. We don't know where to, we don't know where from, but they're very much upside down. Some flavor text here. The best getaway drivers don't know they're getaway drivers. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So much to unpack there. Um, this is a action card. It has a playability. Deal two damage to a creature. Return a friendly creature to your hand. Hmm... So maybe this synergizes well with a couple of other cards that have playabilities. And just looking through my deck here, I've got a few with some playabilities. So I could I could team this one up with Flax here to get a couple of extra amber maybe if I've got more creatures. I could team this one up with the Ghost Hawk to reap with each neighbor creature one at a time. Ah, interesting. 
Oh, that's brilliant. So play the ghost talk, reap with two creatures, next turn call shadows, then play hit and run, then play, uh, return the ghost talk to the hand. I think I quite like this. I like these cards that very much synergize with different things depending on what's in the deck. Um, it feels very Keyforge. Okay. Oh my gosh. So we've had Javinder. We've now got Avinder. Um, <laughs> this is a lot. Uh, gosh. Okay. My sister and I have a job lined up. You win, Penny? Uh, obviously, they're a, a reference to Bad Penny, I should assume. Um, will we be seeing Bad Penny in this set? I'm really not sure. We have a Reap effect on this one. It's Elf and Thief traded. It's four power. It's deal one damage to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, your opponent discards a random card from their hand. Again, that's the kind of effect that we've seen a little bit more in Shadows in the past, but as a Reap effect and on a slightly larger creature, that's probably going to be quite an interesting one. Okay. Again, like the other Javinder, this is also a Reap effect. I think we've got a nice mix of Shadows there. I don't know if Shadows is going to be as powerful as, as it was in Age of Ascension or Call of the Archons in particular. I think it might have a slightly different role now. I guess we'll see. But we have one more Shadows card here, but it is not a Shadows card. This is Tremor, which is a Brobnar card as a Maverick, and it says stun a creature and each of its neighbours. Okay, the art on this actually works really well in the Shadows colour scheme. I, I mean, it's a useful card in whatever house it's in, so I'll take it. Okay, this. Our next card is Snaglet. This is Elusive. It is an imp. Of course it's an imp. It's Dis. I love this. They're building on the lore of the game. They're building on the themes that they've entrenched already in, in the second set. You just know that when you open Untamed, you're going to get loads of cute, cuddly creatures. You're going to get the wolves. You're going to get the witches. You know now for Dis, you're going to get a load of imps you're going to get darkness you know about the color scheme you know when you open shadows you're going to get those pesky elves this is great okay so this is a two power creature it is elusive it has an action ability choose a house if your opponent chooses that house as their active house on the next turn steal two. Oh, cool okay so this is very much, maybe not as powerful as Tesmol in a way, but maybe not as quite as high target as Tesmol. And Tesmol was the, uh, the creature in Age of Ascension that allowed you to say that your opponent couldn't choose a certain house on their next turn when it reaped. You don't get the reap here, but you get that potential of stealing too, and um, which means that you can make the what looks like the best house for your opponent to play slightly worse than it would be otherwise by stealing two interesting i think in certain situations that could be not anywhere near as powerful as maybe restringuntus or tesmal um, but in certain situations that could be very powerful indeed and is very dis i really like this card oh goodness harvest time this is an action it's a rare card was the other previous one a rare card as well it was so harvest time is a card that oh i'm just looking at the art right now Wow. It looks like a couple of a few ember imps are harvesting some 
poor creature for amber and it looks like the amber is is on the creature's back this is very 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 creepy picture so exactly what you expect from this really choose a trait purge each card with that trait each player gains one amber for each card they control that was purged this way oh goodness so if you have a lot of creatures with the same trait this could be a really good end game card and we have a lot of beasts in Untamed, I think. One, two, three, four. Uh, it's not that many, but it's a few. One, two, three, four elves as well. And maybe a few imp. This is going to be a very, very interesting card indeed, I think, for that endgame side. And just for a removal, maybe for, for earlier points in the game where actually it's worth that one amber or giving your opponent that one amber to get rid of that card. I'm sure there's some other interactions with this card that I just haven't thought about. But so far, I'm really liking where they're taking these existing houses. They're really building on some of those themes in, in the previous sets. This is only, oh, this is a card that you could only do in Keyforge. Right, Soul Keeper's the next one. We've seen this before. This is an upgrade. Destroy the most powerful enemy creature when it's when the creature is destroyed. And another Amber Pip as well. We're getting quite a few Amber Pips here. I'm liking this. Not finished with you. We've seen that. Another Amber Pip. Gain one for each damaged enemy creature. Okay, so this synergizes well with that card that we looked at earlier. Cauldron Boil. Deal damage to each creature equal to the amount of damage on that creature. So you can deal a lot of damage, and I think we've got a lot of splash damage as well. We've got things like long fuse mine, special delivery, a number of different options and ways of getting misery exploit to 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 run in this. Okay, the next card is Malison. It is a creature. It's a demon. It's five power. It's got like a golden hornet mask. Oh goodness, this looks very dis. Fight. You may move an enemy creature anywhere in its controller's battle line. Then, if it's on a flank, it captures one from its own side. Okay, so a good amount of flexibility. You don't have to move the creature that you're actually fighting. You could, a capture one from their own side is, unless it's in the late game, it might as well be a steal. So that's very, very nice playing around with amber i think we're going to be seeing quite a bit of this card but i have to think a little bit more about ways in which it can it can be used lilithial is the next card this is a creature it's five power again gosh we've got some powerful creatures here it's a demon some flavor text sentimental value is the only type a demon cares about oh gosh that's really 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 creepy and it's someone kind of coming out of a wall stealing a, a toy from a spar elf possibly stealing a toy it looks like it could be almost the doll that becomes the wretched doll in age of ascension so it's got a fight reap effect capture one okay always nice solid card there not sure if it's going to be a game changer but you need a few bodies in the deck and and this is one Infernus is the next card. It's a creature. It's another demon. Oh, we got a few demons making that traits card pretty useful. Four power. Purge up to two cards from a discard pile. Your opponent loses amber equal to the total amber bonus of the purged cards. Interesting. So if they've got a fertility chant, for instance, in their discard pile, then they're going to be losing a whole four amber. Oh my gosh. That's fascinating. Realistically, 
you're probably going to be helping your opponent to lose one or two amber this way. But this is a really flexible card. I like this because you can purge the cards that you really want to purge. Let's say they've got a Martian Generosity that they're able to bring back or you know, they've got other cards that have a huge impact on the game that you just want to get rid of. You can get rid of them. But if it's a crucial time, let's say your opponent's gone to seven amber and they're about to forge a key next turn, you can then take, take them off it by helping them to lose two amber by getting rid of two cards from their discard pile with amber pips on it. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. The art is disturbing, though. It's some creature that's kind of taken on so much that it's bulging and it looks like it's about to explode. Oh, goodness. Okay, so the next one is, and we got two of these here, Dendrix. This is a five-power demon creature. It's got a fight ability. Your opponent discards a random card from their hand. Okay, that's always useful. Uh, I, this is the one ability that I can't stand playing against. I feel, I, th I think it's because I like to plan my moves whilst my opponent is is taking theirs. Maybe that is a mistake of mine. Maybe I should be focusing more on what my opponent is doing during their own turn so that I can then focus on what I want to do after that. So I maybe make the better decisions in light of all the information I have. But... It does feel very unfair when you've got a card in your hand and you, you think, ah, oh, I've got the perfect strategy for next turn. And then your opponent subtle mauls it or gets rid of it with whatever card they've got that can help discard. So this is this is powerful and annoying for your opponent. And just to round it off, we've got a Binding Irons and a Gub. So we're aware of these Dis doing what Dis does best here. Untamed, a slightly different approach from Untamed here. There's a little bit of rush going on in this, um, but also some, some other things that really punish those big boards, which I really, really like. Lots of creature damage in this deck. I'm not entirely sure of how this is going to play until it plays. I'm, I guess we will, we will see, but I'm looking forward to playing it. Wow. Okay. So that has been my first experience of Worlds Collide. Um, I have a second deck in front of me here, and I'm going to open this and do exactly the same thing that I have just done. I'm very, very excited to do so. Looking at the front of this deck, I have completely failed to mention that we have a legacy in this deck as well, and the legacy is Gub. I wasn't aware Gub wasn't part of the Worlds Collide community. So we have a Maverick Legacy Worlds Collide deck going on here. Very, very nice. I'm enjoying this. Okay, looking forward to getting some game time in this. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. This is really about sharing the passion I have with the game with all of you. What have I missed? Have you thought of any interesting combos, any elements to this deck that I have failed to understand? Is there any cards that you're excited about that this deck could either combat well or combo well with? Please, please, please let me know. I want to know. I've been Call of Discovery. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can now find us on Instagram as well. And you can email us questions at discoverkeyforge at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you think a friend would enjoy this podcast, please do help them to discover it. Thank you very much. I hope you get out there and enjoy exploring Worlds Collide and your first experiences of it as much as I am. <laughs>